Oh, oh. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Awkward Kids Week 6. I am your host, Operator 16. If you do not know, I am a poet. I am a hip-hop blogger. I am a songwriter. I am a rapper. I am everything I believe I should be in this hip-hop game. This is where we talk about everything. Life, love, politics, relationships, mental health through the perspective of hip-hop. Now, I want to tell you all, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a happy Turkey Day. I hope you enjoyed being around family. But um, I, I also hope you understand the seriousness of a holiday like that. The reason why it should not be celebrated as intently as it is. Because one thing that living in Alaska taught me for, you know, for those three years that I was there pretty much was that there's a lot of misinterpretations and generalizations made about Native Americans and Days like Thanksgiving, to me, just seem to poke fun at their culture and what they've been through and everything that that what and everything that they mean to people. And when I sit down and think about days like Thanksgiving, I mean, I'm here for the food. I'm here for the family. Obviously, I never, never mind like family and food and things like that, obviously. But when I sit down and think about the people who this holiday was inspired by, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, go Thanksgiving, because it has such a racist history, such a bloodshed um, history. Pilgrims couldn't grow shit, couldn't do shit on their own, and they needed Native American help to to even do anything. So, and then they repaid them by fucking them over, as America has done to all brown people at some point. So... I hope you enjoyed your your day. I'm just saying, let's understand what it really is about. There was no podcast last week, and I know you guys are asking, why is that? Well, because I knew this week was Thanksgiving, and I knew it wasn't going to be a heavy news week outside of the one glaringly obvious topic that we're going to talk about soon. But um, I just figured, you know, I'd combine my Thanksgiving week episodes and this week episode and give you guys everything at once. But after this week, we will be back on the on the weekly podcast because hip hop has gone crazy recently. Um, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, so let's dive right into it. First off, we're gonna talk about Mr. Daniel Hernandez, aka Mr. Six Nine Blicky with the sniffy. Uh. Um, as I said on YouTube yesterday, by the way, um, make sure you follow my new hip hop um, page, Hip Hop Sixteen Media, on Instagram. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, Hip Hop Sixteen. And, you know, but before I start into my long soliloquy uh, about um, Mr. Daniel Hernandez, I want to say that one of the great things about blogging was that I became cool with someone very early in this game who was on the rise and a producer and who actually knew 6ix9ine prior to fame. And, you know, he can speak to the fact that fame changed this kid so much and he was so much more of a humble person before fame. And it makes me wonder, like, how far do I personally want to go in this hip-hop game? Because what if I get famous off of being a blogger or a rapper or a poet or a songwriter or whatever I choose to be? Will fame change me the way that it looks to have changed people like 6ix9ine? And I hope not. But there's no way to, like, obviously tell. Like, you, you, like, you can't 
tell how you're going to react to something. You can't tell how someone's going to, you know, handle money and success. And, you know, just from my own personal um, experience of kind of, quote unquote, kind of being Twitter famous um, in the K-pop scene, I got such a backlash for something that I honestly didn't think I, I would. It makes you realize that you have to move in a certain way. You can't just say anything that you you want to. And that's annoying because I'm the type of person that I don't like to censor myself. I like to be able to, to say whatever I feel like and do whatever I feel like. So having to 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 censor who I am would just really kind of fuck me up. And I think some of that like is what Daniel is suffering from. He doesn't know how to move in the spotlight or or move now that you're a famous person. He 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 still wants to move and talk like he did when he was dead broke and you can't do that. And here's the thing. As we all know, he was arrested. He's in federal custody. We're not exactly sure where. We'll get into that in a second. But we know he's in federal custody. We know he is going through a lot right now. And his lawyer even said he's not a gangster. He's someone who who who, who portrays a gangster image to 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 sell records. And while I get that, and, and I get like why you have to do that at, at a certain point, when you get on using a gimmick and become famous for a gimmick, you have to keep that gimmick up. And it and unfortunately for six nine, he had to keep it up so much. That it just kind of seems like it, it all, you know, came crashing down. And, and that's really kind of sad. But, I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. So, he was arrested for uh, racketeering charges, which, if you don't know, is like committing, like, organized crimes. And um, I just don't know how someone like that gets gets caught up in like that. Like, you see his kid picture, you, you know, he, he, he clearly wasn't this. But... A little money, you start running with gangsters, and now you putting out like whole hits on people. And shout out to fuckhead TMZ, who by the way has tried to get me on on, on their platform multiple times. I just refuse to do it because I don't give a fuck to be on TMZ. Um, I'm gonna try to be on some other type of media outlets, but um, they have a video of which I guess was taken back in May. During the Chief Keef and Tahoe situation, and you know they was going back and forth over Cuban doll and whatnot, and um, apparently it's like a video of Six Nine putting out a hit on on Tato. But here's the thing, though, this is why TMZ is so messy. Is why you can't trust media outlets like like that. They had this video for months, slept on it, and only put it out when it seemed to fit the mold of the story that it was going to. Like clearly using this as bait or, or you know, as something to keep in the ch- chamber for if and when he fucks up. So 6 is in federal custody on racketeering charges, facing up to, I think, like, life in jail, but he probably won't get that just because of, um, just, just, just because of how you move when you get money and, you know, the strings you're able to pull. Interesting thing is, though, I saw his mug shot. Um, from from when he was recently transferred, and yes, he was recently transferred to a new holding place. We don't know, you know, if it's a jail or it's like an FBI security place. But apparently, he was in general population in the first jail that he went to, and was like heavily under pressure from like gangsters and from and from people who like wanted his head so much, so they like they they had to move him to a new place. And the new place, someone who obviously works there leaked his mugshot. 
which by the way, that's up on our Instagram, Hip Hop 16 Media. Make sure you check that out. And um, you can tell he had, he, 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 he had like a busted lip. Like you can tell he obviously had gotten into something. But the interesting part of him being transferred is that this is the place that supposedly where he'd been transferred. It was only for like, only for people who are cooperating with the FBI. So it makes me wonder, like, is he snitching on on people? Is he going to cut a break to get out of jail? What's going to happen with, 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 with Treyway? Like, you know, like Treyway is even in the new season of Love and Hip Hop. But according to the FBI, they have audio of Treyway putting out hits to like kill six Six, 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 nine, and this is why I tell young artists, and this is why I I tell people who I work with all the time. You know, yes, what six nine did was cool, and he and he blew up quickly because of it. But there's something to be said about the slow grind of being authentic. Yes, it takes longer to get there, but when you get there, you don't have to deal with all of this shit. You don't have to deal with all of the trying to keep up a fake image. Because trust, it gets annoying, it gets tiring, and after a while, it's all just going to come crashing down anyway, usually when you least suspect it. So let's hope uh, Mr. Daniel Hernandez gets his shit together, and let's just hope, you know, that it comes out the best. I don't wish for anyone to be in jail. I don't wish for anyone to be away from their family or their kids or the people who love them. But also, at the same time, you you get the energy back in this world that you put out. And you have to be able to... um, and you have to be able to kind of handle that. Um, Joyner Lucas versus Tory Lanez. Let's switch gears a little bit to like actual music. This is the craziest like battle that spawned out of nowhere, right? So apparently like Tory was on Instagram live and a fan just says like, hey, how do you feel you would do against Joyner Lucas in a rap battle? And apparently, like, Tori says, like, hey, like, I feel like I could beat him. And, like, and, like Joyner, who we all know is hella com- competitive, um, isn't as big in the game yet as I think he should be. But I think his time is coming. He, he had that huge song, uh, Lucky You, with, with, with Eminem, which is one of my favorite records of this year. Still listen to it all the time. And he was like, well, shit, let's just start battling. And I got to say, this is the most friendly like quote unquote battle and hip hop I've seen in a while. It's friendly competition. It's dope. It's two people who, who obviously have mad bars going 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 back and forth. And I gotta be honest with you, while I do believe Joyner is the better lyricist and if we're talking just straight the ability to string words together and cadences and flows and the ins and out of being physically a hip hop artist, I put Joyner Lucas Obviously ahead of Tory, right? But Tory's obviously the better song maker. Tory knows how to make a hit. But it was interesting to see Tory like really get into his like rap bag and like really spaz and flow and really get into like the subtle nuances of of everything that is being a a rapper and seeing them, you know, kill each other's beats. Personally, I think Joyner is winning. I just think Tory is gonna get more of the hype beat because Tory Tory's obviously the bigger artist. But this story is so dope. I pray and hope to God that these two um, continue this. Yes, um, because I love good hip hop stuff like this stuff where you know it's nothing bad. No one hates each other. We ain't got to worry about no one getting shot. 
It's just two niggas going back and forth who really seem to understand how to battle someone in 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 hip hop. So I I personally love it. Um, Tory's joint over Jordan, Jordan Lucas's wasn't as good as I believe Jordan's freestyle over Liddy again was. Or Liddy. And then, but I really did, did love Tory's response back on his own record to to what Joyner did on his record. That was cool. And uh, Joyner dropped, I believe like a day ago, um, a ZZ freestyle. And, um, you know, over Kodak's song. And he just was hitting some some uh, dope lines. Like if he said, uh, you, you, you my puppet, you, you like Cousin Skeeter, something like that. And if you know like old school Nickelodeon shows or just old school kid shows, and you know, you, you know Cousin Skeeter was, was a very popular um, cartoon show that starred a, uh, a puppet, um, which was interesting, which probably wouldn't fly in today's world just given his character. But back then, it was a different time and a different era, and you could say and do things a lot differently than what you can now. So, like, lines like that just proves to me, like, why Jordan Lucas is just such a great, great, great wordsmith. Like, that motherfucker is dope as shit. Love Jordan Lucas a lot. So I would say, out of the, what, four songs we've gotten... I would say Joyner definitely has a leg up, but I feel like if Tori can respond over like maybe not even ZZ, maybe just some some other song and like really get into his like bag of like disses towards Joyner, I think he could pull it out. I think. Either way, we need more of this in the culture, more like you know beefs that are just simply about lyrical ability of going back and forth, not like actual hate for each other. They've gotten on Facetime and. And, you know, let people know it's just, you know, friendly competition. Um, I really like it. We need more of this. However, Tory, Tory, my nigga, you tripping. Tory Lanez has to be tripping, thinking that he could battle Pusha T. Like, you don't want that smoke, nigga. Like, I think, I, I think Tory forgets, like, Pusha T's been rapping longer than you've been alive, son. Like, that's really probably not an exaggeration. So, I don't think Tory wants that smoke. I just think he just knows that shit like that makes makes headlines and people really like it. So, that's why he's he's all for it and all to do it and all to, um, to you know, call people out. Do I think Pusher will respond? No, obviously. Excuse me. But it's dope to see. It's dope to hear about. You know, I, I love it. It... This next subject, um, you know, it's it's along the same lines, right? You, you have Tory calling out Pusher saying wild outlandish things that he knows going to make headlines. And then you have another artist like T-Pain out here saying wild outlandish things that, you know, I don't be- know if he re- necessarily believes, but, but they certainly make headlines. T-Pain said that he believes that Aaliyah's legacy is grossly, like, inflated because she died young. And thinks that had she not died, she would not be as big as what she, you know, currently is still. And I don't know how to take these these comments. I don't know how to deal with T-Pain talking about a dead person. 
One, because I don't like talking on the dead because the dead aren't here to defend themselves, obviously. And two, it's it's Aaliyah. Like, we we, we, we all love Aaliyah. Rock the boat, rock the boat. You know, we all love Aaliyah. And, you know, maybe to a certain extent, yes, her legacy has been, I guess you could say, amplified because of the fact that she did die so young. But Aaliyah was huge before that. It was definitely on the track to, to being, if not the biggest, you know, artist in the world, at least the biggest female artist in the world. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying that, 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 that that's a small task either. But I'm just saying, like, she was definitely on the track to being one of the biggest names in the world if she wasn't already at that time. I was so young when, when Aaliyah died. I was maybe, like, seven or eight, maybe. I don't even know. I knew I, was, I, I, knew I wasn't even a teenager yet. So... So, so, so I don't really know everything about that, but I think T-Pain, you know, you, I mean, a lot of speak how you feel, obviously, it's a free country, but I think T-Pain's kind of reaching with that one, like, had Leah had no talent and no success, and she was just kind of, like, re- remembered for, like, being pretty, like, I, 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 I can see that, but she had put out multiple hit records, she had multiple dope projects, like, uh, 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 Aaliyah was going places, and yes, maybe her death did did blow her up bigger than than what it would have been had she still alive. But I don't think that takes away from the from the trajectory she was on, and that was clearly to be one of the best female artists, if not just general artists ever. So I don't get that, Teddy. I I I I, I don't get that one. But um, hey, you know. You, you 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 can say how you feel, all right. We're not gonna sit here and like crucify you for like saying your opinion, but that don't mean I gotta rock with it either, son. Like that shit is bullshit. Bro, coffee is so good. Side note, but I love fucking coffee. You ever wanna give me something? Get me coffee. I will love you forever. Coffee is fucking dope. Hot, like I like it. Speaking of niggas that is hot and things that is hot, pause, man. Not me to say it like that. Um, <laughs> Metro booming, Metro booming, awesome, uh, nigga. Um, Metro booming had a number one album. And this is crazy because Metro had been gone for a while. He kind of did the you know the rap thing. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm giving it up. Blah blah blah. Which you know, um, hip hop bloggers and hip hop people like myself who follow this shit and study this shit we never fucking believe that shit when rappers say they're going to retire or producers say they're going to retire they usually just need a break because a lot of these guys do grind like super hard for a super long time and and just get burnt out so they need a break they need something else to kind of like do and talk about and so i understand but then metro you know his billboard started popping up all over, you know, random cities and shit, you know, New, New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles, all the places that you expect for a billboard to pop up if you're trying to promote something. And I thought it would do decently because, you know, it's it's Metro. It's one of the biggest names in hip-hop with one of the most famous tags. But I didn't think he would go number one on the Billboard 200 as a producer. And with Swiss Beats also having success with his recent album as a producer, it makes me wonder... Um, do producers make the best albums today? I mean, think about um, Steve Aoki and um, and DJ Khaled and um, 
and Calvin Harris and all the people in this industry, you know, Metro Boomin and people who who put out albums that they're not physically like singing on or rapping on, but but they have produced. Those generally are like great compilation albums, and and recently they've done well, which leads me to believe fans gravitate towards producer albums big because a you know it's not going to be one person just you know going over and over again on 15 tracks b you know it's going to have all sorts of different sounds and and textures and and mixtures and it'll, it'll, it'll probably be a lot of different shit and c who better to put out a whole record of great Songs and someone whose who job it is to make sure they produce great songs it seems to be a match made in heaven. I personally have not heard the Metro Boomin album only because um, music today comes out at such an alarmingly rapid pace that I I personally just don't have time to. Well, not to that I, I I do have time. I just don't have any want to keep up w- w- with it. I I hear the the big stuff. Um, I probably will, will, will. I probably will go back soon and check out Metro Boomer's, um album. But for right now, I'm chilling on that. But congratulations to Metro for going number one on Billboard 200 as a producer. That's hard as shit to do. As a pro, as a, la, 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 la. as a producer, you don't even get as much love. You usually have smaller fan bases than 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 artists. So shout out to him. For pulling off an amazing comeback, um, I've heard a few songs off there. I, I just haven't heard the whole project. And from what I've heard, it sounded like really good. Like it's it's right up that Metro Boomin kind of like street pop um, kind of lane, if you ask me. Because street music can be pop music. Because all pop means is popular. So street music can be popular music. Don't ever get that confused. We are the number one genre of music. I throw it out there. Um, so yeah, Metro Boomin is someone who I've seen come up come up for a while here in Atlanta, and it's good to see him finally getting you know the justice that that he deserves as an amazing producer. Um, you know, maybe Metro Boomin needs someone to give him a little bit of that Jill Scott. I know we all saw the video this this uh I think last week maybe or yeah, it had to be like last week or earlier this week, um recording this on Friday of Black Friday, so um re- reference point of Jill Scott on stage giving a um great imaginary blowjob. I think every man gay, straight by, whatever was like, God damn, I want my dick sucked just like that. Um <laughs> and like the morning that it started trending I was uh I you know I was up I was doing my thing writing you know same thing I do every day, and I saw Jill Scott trending number one on on Twitter, but but when celebrities trend number one on on Twitter I never want to check it out right because I'm always just scared that it's going to be something crazy like something, you know wild that that I really don't want or need to necessarily hear, and so um, it was really interesting to see Jill kind of in, in that light because apparently. While other people knew she was like that, I had never really paid attention to like Jill Scott like that. So I, so I never really knew she was like freaky, freaky. I knew she was, you know, sexually like liberal as far as like she was open to talk about it. She, she made no, you know, no qualms about the fact that she liked to have sex. I just didn't, I just didn't know she was like that, or 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 or, or that her shows got down like that. So that was interesting 
but but fun and uh like many other horny ass men in this world i will definitely be going to a jill scott concert soon or whenever she has one <laughs> preferably in the great city of atlanta please jill scott is just amazing though like uh amazing artist amazing lady from what it sounds like um she was on the joe budden podcast this 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 week so that was pretty dope and um I think she proved that you don't have to be naked on the gram to 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 turn men on like like we as you know young people especially who are on social media always want to flock to the woman with her ass cheeks out and the woman who's you know flaunting everything and who's like wants to be obvious eye candy but there's something to be said about women like Jill who are subtle and don't have to be naked and don't have to do all the extra shit who are still able to turn you on and and make you feel good and make you understand your worth as a man and and shit like that and 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 you know and and the same thing goes for uh women there there are are plenty of men out there on social media who 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 like to thirst trap women and post shit and 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 you know i can't say that if i was six five and had a chiseled body i wouldn't do a little bit of that because i probably would but I don't think I, I, I would ever be that person to just, like, show off my body on social media because I don't even like posting my selfies on social media. So it's like, why the fuck would I ever show off my body? But I also don't have a body to show off because people don't like me like that. Hence why I do this podcast by myself because I don't have time for people. I just don't. I'd rather do it all by motherfucker self, as Russ said. But, yeah, shout out to Jilly from Philly. Out here giving a major blowjob. She could definitely teach uh, Black China how to give one. If you ask me. Um, What's going on with these wildfires, y'all? What is going on with these wildfires in California and the bullshit? Because have you ever wondered why, like, hurricanes only happen to places where there's brown people? While wildfires on on happen to places where where there's tra, 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 traditionally traditionally rich white people, um, shout out to to my 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 brother Riza Islam who actually had like a whole great um breakdown of of this and why like wildfires are are not natural the 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 disasters and in fact are government caused. Um, and if you don't think this government will kill its own people, you don't know this government very well. Um, hell, Obama bombed kids, and you're like, what do you think, like, think you think that this government gives a fuck about you? No, if they need to kill you for the greater good, they'll fucking do it. In a heartbeat. Understand that. But with that being said, I want to take a second to, uh, to everyone who isn't rich and famous and can't re- replace all their shit at, at the drop of a dime, um, I'm very sorry you 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 lost your 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 homes to the people who um people who are out there fighting fires are still out there fighting fires. Thank you for your service. Um, I know firefighting is a tough job, and all those guys are underpaid and work stupid amount of hours. Um, I actually knew a firefighter when when I was living in Oregon, with the name of Nick. So um. You know, Nick was someone who did it just just because he 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 loved it. He ran a um, he, he actually owned like a small coffee shop 
in town, which still, by the way, has the best coffee I've ever had in my life. If you ever, you know, scrolling through Southern Oregon, you roll through a little town named Roseburg, make sure you stop by the coffee shop that I'm talking about. It's located right outside of the, the uh, Costco, if I'm still mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. Haven't been there in a few years, but that's where it was last time. So I assume it's still there. And wildfires and natural disasters like that, it's, it's, it's hard for me to be sympathetic because they, they, they happen so much and it seems to be a product of negligence. So I don't want to come off like, like, like an asshole, but it's like, it seems like if we as people took more care of our environment, when we, we wouldn't have to deal with these mass fires and people dying and, and then like having to, to go to all these prayers. Like I'm so sick of praying for fucking people. Seems like every other week we we out here praying for for uh, something. Like I'm tired of praying. I'd much rather see answers and um, and results. And I promise you, you need to go to Riza Islam's Instagram page. R I Z Z A Islam, and listen to his his breakdown of why wildfires are not natural causes but man-made government disasters it is one of the most important things you that you'll hear this year uh, along with his his breakdown with like donald trump and the media and um and everything you know i'm not a religious person i will never be uh you know a follower of, of islam or anything else um think something like that but i do love people like that who um, who um who can see things from a religious point of view, take it and and educate people on 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 this world. Now, do I agree with everything Reza says? No, but I don't agree with anything every, anyone says. Like, I don't even agree with half the shit my own mom says. Hi, mom, if you're listening. So I don't expect that from anyone. But wildfires are not natural disasters. If they were. There would be wildfires in Arizona and New Mexico and in Texas and in all the places where it's historically dry in this country for mass long amounts of period. It doesn't happen. It happens in California and in Oregon. I know because I used to live in Oregon during the time of wildfires and trust it. It was a little scary. Not that one ever got like really close to to me, but I definitely... um, I definitely like could smell the the smog and the smoke in the air. It's it's not a it's not a fun experience. I'll just say that. Um, couple more topics. Jaden Smith, who by the way just released an, an excellent mixtape, and I believe is a one of the best young artists in today's game. A much better rapper than, than his father ever was, if you ask me. Um, he, he I think he was on stage at Camp Vlogmas. If you don't know, Camp Vlognaut is an amazing music festival, which in which I want to go to like next year or the year after that. It's thrown by Tyler, the creator, and um, Jaden said Tyler was his boyfriend. I actually, called him his fucking boyfriend. If I'm being exact, using the exact words Jaden said, that's my fucking boyfriend. And you know, it's interesting because I don't know if Jaden's just like saying that he loves Tyler, you know, as a friend and, and as, like, a mentor. Because, you know, Young Thug calls all his friends, like, bays and lovers, but because he loves them, I don't call my friends that. Don't give a fuck. Never have, never will. But 
um, but I can understand it, right? But it seems like he was just kind of like writing the trend of of like saying outlandish shit to get people listening because right after that, while he's still on stage, Tiger like literally looks to the crowd and like and and, and gives like the like the nervous like uh uh-uh uh face like like chill out like 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 he just saying shit just to say it. And then after that, like a couple other people go on Instagram and say this person's my fucking boyfriend. I'm just like y'all, like y'all gotta chill the f out with shit like that because it comes off as making a mockery of people who are afraid to come out even if you're even if i mean we all know tyler creators at least bisexual regardless if Jaden is bisexual or not so that's the point you calling people your boyfriend who, who aren't necessarily it is something that could help people come out but also if it's not true you 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 look like you're you're making a, a mockery of of how hard it is to 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 come out as an LGBTQ person in you know in today's age to a lot of families who are still so draped in religion and tradition that people who are different you know oftentimes get shunned and and looked down upon and people don't want to talk to them. So I don't care if it was for. Publicity. I don't care if it was real. Just stay away from shit like that. All right. Don't go on stage publicly calling niggas your your motherfucking boyfriend if you're not really out here with, with those people in real life ever. Because I'll be honest, I ain't never seen Jaden and Tyler together or talk about each other at all. And all of a sudden, you're just on stage calling niggas your 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 goddamn boyfriend. Like, mm, all right. But shout out to Young Smith. Um, dope project. Make sure you go get. That um, I can't even think of the name. It's like the the Sunset Tapes, I believe, is the name of his 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 new mixtapes. But um, excellent, excellent series. Um, I've been a fan of Jaden Smith musically for a few years now. Um, I knew he was gonna be way better than his father from when I heard him. Um, just just because the kid can flow. He he he's got some dope freestyles on SoundCloud that never really blew up in, in my opinion the way they fucking should have. But then again, there there's a lot of shit out here. And, and, and hip-hop that doesn't blow up the way I think it should. But who am I? Just a person, you know, recording a podcast. Like many other people. And last but not least, because I want to talk about this last... Um, side note, before we start. I've been trying to make this podcast longer. It's just that it's been an incredibly slow news cycle lately. And there's not much to talk about outside of 6 9 um this is precisely the reason why I waited two weeks to to do this podcast because I don't want to put out podcasts every week just to be sitting here talking about two topics. Like I don't have a co-host yet, so so a lot of this topic is a lot of these topics are just me talking. But um, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we have more dope hip hop content. I will be scouring the internet for shit to talk about. Um, but also, if you're listening. And you have anything you like to talk about, please hit me up uh, on, on, on the business email, hiphop16 at gmail.com. Once again, that is hiphop16 at gmail.com. Let me know, let me know, let me know. I am also looking for artist of the week. All right. Artist of the week. I am I am looking for artists to help promote, artists who help, who need help getting to an audience. Um, help me help you. We, I want to start putting more music on this podcast, and 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 I want to help people get heard and 
and things like that. So if you're an artist and you would like to have your music heard on this lovely podcast of mine, Awkward Kids, on all major streaming services except for Spotify because they're hoes, um, hit up the, the business email, hiphop16 at gmail.com, all right? Now, one stipulation, your music must be somewhere easily accessible, all right? Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, something. I don't, I don't want to have people going to search for your music. Please send me music that is finished, that is ready to be promoted, that, that I can put in the hands of, uh, of some good people, all right? Help me help you. But anyway, let's get into our final topic. Um, Iggy Azalea versus Bad Baby, right? Because what is hip hop with, without a little? <laughs> what is hip hop without a little white girl drama every now and again, right? So um, Iggy and Bad Baby were at um, Cardi B's Fashion Nova event, which, by the way, I don't know why Bad Baby is there, but then again, like Fashion Nova is like the new Instagram thought. Like they give deals to every semi-cute girl with 20,000 fucking followers. And it's crazy because that company's ran by an, by, by an old white man, but it's such a pre- predominantly urban-like brand. Shows you that even up high in, in brands that, that you think w- would be black-owned, they're not. So actually, if that, why have you never seen anyone who actually works at Fashion Nova or, or, or own Fashion Nova come out and say anything? Because they're all old white people. Just saying, nothing against white people, but let's be honest. One of the biggest brands in our culture right now is ran by white people, which is interesting. But shout out to Fast Nobel. Y'all be out here getting that bag, for real. But anyway, um, let me let me explain. So, I don't know what was said because I don't pay attention to people like, like that. But something was said by Iggy about Bad Baby previously and when bad baby saw her at as cardi b fashion event she just like started throwing drinks water obviously and Iggy handled it like a grown-up obviously you know because she's what 10 years older but it made me wonder who is signing off on bad baby who is looking down at this person and saying hey like you're gonna be a great artist like, like, I'm so over people getting deals and recognition simply because you can turn on a phone camera and attract people to, like, listen to you for a minute. That's, that's not hard. I mean, shout out to her for making her 15 minutes of fame last year. It's like, she took her 15 minutes and turned it into 15 hours. But, but, but it's like, at what point does the bullshit get annoying? At what point do you not want to be known... As the you know young ratchet white girl who who does a lot of shit for for attention, and apparently you fucked up your whole Fashion Nova bag doing that, like fucked up a six figure bag just just because you don't like somebody. I don't care how much I don't like somebody. There's plenty of people in this world I don't care for. I'm not giving up no no six figure bag because I don't like somebody. I'm just saying, and I understand you're 15, 16. Your your brain is not fully developed yet you're still learning how to move as a young lady i get it i get it i really do get it but it's like you need to understand that you need to learn how to move how to get in the zone of a mature person 
And I understand, especially out in public at events that you have, you know, brand deals with, you 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 can't act like that. Iggy's not going anywhere in in, in hip hop. No one's checking for, for Iggy Azalea. Like Bad Baby's probably honestly a bigger artist at this point than 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 Iggy is, which is crazy. So why even like resort your your yourself to it? Like and it's a day and age where everyone has opinions about everything and they all feel like they're entitled to their opinion and 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 that makes them right. No, it just means you're a motherfucker with something to say. Like the other six billion of us on this fucking planet. Most of us anyway. But it was so funny to see like bad baby throw water because well as can't she, you know, drink at fifteen, sixteen on on Iggy and Iggy just re- remained totally unbothered. Like if you don't get your young ass back to fucking high school and go learn something. Like and quiet has kept like I Bad Baby's been falling off recently. Like, think about it. Like, she put out like some dope records for a little while. Like, I actually liked that a uh, high bitch record. Um, and like went on tour and shit. But after that, you ain't heard nothing in a while. You haven't heard no music from her. You haven't really heard how the tour went. Like, like they're both in an awkward space. So it's like this is the most we've talked about them in so long that I really don't understand, like, why you would want this to be, like, the first thing about you that that we really, like, talk about in a while. It's dumb. But, um, I really hope, hope, hope and prayers that uh, those people get their shit together. Well, kids, that, that's all I have this week. Short podcast because there's just not a lot of news going on right now, and, and and I refuse to sit here and ramble for too long. But as always, mental health is mental wealth. Please understand that. Take care of yourself. Make sure you are, you know, taking care of yourself mentally as well as physically. I am Operator Sixteen, poet, blogger, songwriter, podcaster, of all things hip hop. If you need me, you can hit you. You can find me on Twitter. 16 underscore operator on Instagram at operator underscore 16. And you can follow my new media page on Instagram at hip hop 16 media, all one word, no, no underscores or anything. Make sure you follow, excuse me, sub, sub, subscribe to, to the Instagram page. Not the Instagram page. Lord Jesus, I need to get off here. I'm tired. Um, the YouTube page, hip hop 16 media. I'll be back next week. You stay awkward, kids.